trust yourself, at least give yourself that opportunity to go for it at least one time. If it doesn't work out, you can always go back and get a job, but at least one time in your life, trust yourself and go for it. Hi, this is Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, host of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I want to serve you. This pandemic has been so hard on America's small businesses and on just America in general. If you're ready to start your dream business, boy, do I have a great offer for you. I am giving away 1,000 copies of my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Over 100,000 people have this book. It has been printed in multiple languages around the world, and I wanted to find a way to serve America's small businesses in this pandemic. And so I'm giving away a thousand copies of my book. All you have to do to get your copy is head over to beginmybiz.com slash free offer to, you know, sign up for your copy. All you have to do is pay shipping and we will mail one out to you. I am so excited about this. I want to serve you. Grab your copy today. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, America's number one small business expert. And I would like to welcome you to tonight's Small Biz Chat podcast. The Small Biz Chat podcast is a peer-to-peer interview show that gives small business owners a way to get invaluable business insights. Our mission is to end small business failure. The goal of the Small Biz Chat podcast is to give our small business audience an opportunity to hear sage advice and grow your business and take it to the next level. And now I'm so excited to have with us my next guest. Her name is Kathy Porter. And Kathy is a small business strategist, supplier diversity expert, and highly sought after subject expert and collaborator as president of Porter Brown Associates. She provides management, scientific, and technical consulting for governmental agencies and corporations. Her books have been a reference guide for thousands of supplier diversity professionals and small businesses. She also has an online training program, businessfabacademy.com. And she's been a very, very long time friend of mine. So Kathy, welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Thank you so much, Melinda. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, I just want to jump in because you are such a wealth of knowledge. So now that the world's opening back up, uh, how easy is it to get a corporate contract? Well, I I wouldn't say that it is tremendously easy, but it's not impossible. I think every business should have an institutional acquisition strategy, an IAS. Every looking at incorporating doing business with large-scale organizations, governmental agencies, corporations as a part of their overall business strategy. This is how you scale a business quickly. This is how you grow your business. So I will say uh, with everything that's happened over the past year and, and the social unrest and just the heightened sensitivity towards diversity, a lot of organizations, a lot of corporations are really doubling down on their efforts to do business with a diverse group of vendors and and businesses. This includes minority businesses, women-owned businesses, veteran-owned businesses, small businesses, and the like. And so in order to prepare yourself 
you first want to have an actual business, but really also study and look at what these uh, institutions and what corporations might need. It doesn't make sense just to start a business and say, hey, I'm ready and I'm open for business. You also want to have something that these organizations need. And once you do the research, you'll see that these organizations, they buy billions and trillions of dollars of goods and services every single year. And so when I hear billions and trillions, that means from a strategy perspective, I can find something to sell and something to service to to a customer. And so finding out exactly what they might need and where your organization might be able to supply that need. Getting certified is a great start. Uh, This helps to differentiate your business. It doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to win a contract, but it might help to open doors and, and open that line of communication so that you can at least get in front of the decision makers and get in front of people who are making those types of decisions. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because I got to be honest with you. I've been in business for 22 years. I probably haven't been certified as a minority and woman-owned business for maybe five or six years because no one asked me for the certification anymore. Like I haven't been asked for it, certainly by a corporation in probably six or seven years. And I did have an opportunity to do business with the city of Philadelphia, and they made me get certified in order to do business with them, but it wasn't. It wasn't anything that I don't see corporations asking for these certifications as much as they once did, let's say, 15 years ago. Well, so it has twofold. So if you the relationship, building the relationship should always be the first point of action. And that's really what you strive for, building that relationship. Once you have that relationship, then and, and they know who you are, they know your ability to provide service. That's when the certification may not matter as much. But when they don't know who you are, when you're going in cold, you're going in new to a new entity and trying to build that relationship, the certification helps to differentiate yourself from other vendors. I will tell you a personal story. When my firm, I'd had my firm for maybe a year, we got certified first as a veteran-owned business because at the time, that's what was, they were really looking for veteran-owned businesses. And within six months, we won a contract that was valued at over a million dollars. And they said that it was, they called me because I was certified as a veteran-owned business. And so it doesn't always happen that way, but more likely and more often than not, now organizations are looking at and making an intentional effort to work with those firms that fall into those groups. And so having that certification helps to ensure that they're looking at you and you're at least getting that consideration. That's a very good point. So can you talk a little bit about what is supplier diversity and, and you know, why it's become like the, the four du jour right now? Well, supplier diversity in a nutshell is, is uh, the, the diversity in supply chain and the procurement process. And so what that is, is just an organization, they have a supply chain, they're buying good, a number of goods and services, and their intentional efforts to diversify that supply chain and ensure that they have diverse vendors that fall into those categories, minority, women-owned, veteran-owned, whatever that might be, that they have an opportunity to participate in that supply chain and that, those procurement efforts. Okay, so... Do you think that there is sort of like with all of the stuff that's happened, all this diversity inclusion, has that made supply diversity, you think, more of a priority? Absolutely. I think at the heart of everything that has happened 
of over the last year, economic inclusion is, is right there at the forefront. And when you talk about an entree into a large organization, a multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar company, you can't just knock on the door and say, hey, I want to sell you something. Or I want to do business with you. That supplier diversity professional is there to help you navigate that landscape and help you make the right connections so that your time to from entering and interfacing and to getting to an actual contract is shortened. They're here to help you to navigate those waters because it can be very tricky. It can be a very complex process in trying to get and navigate through an organization and the supplier diversity professional, they're there to help with that. And so they could be your first entree into an organization. They could be the person that helps you actually break through and, and cross that bridge and get to a contract opportunity. So absolutely, they are a very important piece to this because they help to ensure economic inclusion. Now, prior to COVID, supplier diversity programs kind of had become, they had kind of gotten a bad rap. Like they had started becoming these things where people would go on these websites and put in all this data and it kind of felt a little bit like a black hole, right? And like never did they get any opportunities, but then had to keep, you know, paying to maintain certifications. Do you think that that is, is legit or or is it just isolated, you think? No, I, I think that's an absolutely legitimate assessment. And it's one of the reasons why I created the Supplier Diversity Training Institute. When you think about the path to a career in supplier diversity, there's no real career path. Most us people don't go to college and say, hey, I want to major in supplier diversity. It's kind of one of those functions that you, you fall into by happenstance in your organization. And so because of that, there's no background for it. There's no training ground for it. And so you end up with on-the-job training, if you will, you go into outside conferences and networking events and getting information from other people, but there's really no real training ground for that skill. And so what ends up happening is just as you said, they have these vendor, go to our vendor portal, register as a vendor. And as a small business, you're thinking you're magically going to get all these contract opportunities, but that doesn't happen. And so it really depends on the supplier diversity professional to ensure that they're creating opportunities with their programs. I see, I see. So in your business, I know that you previously were a supplier diversity manager, but now you're on the other side of the table helping people figure out, you know, how to navigate, you know, government and institutional organizations. How do, how do you do that? Well, so I'm, I'm actually on both sides of the coin, if you will. Um, as a practitioner, I'm still working on that side. I work with corporations and agencies that are looking to develop a supplier diversity program or looking for supplier diversity training. But I'm also a small business as a vendor. And so I'm going after contract opportunities just like other businesses. And I specifically talk about how to help businesses develop that institutional acquisition strategy, how to navigate these waters so that you can do business with organizations. How do you scale and grow? And the only way to quickly do that is with contracts. Love it. Love it. All right. Tell me this. What yes, sir. is yes, sir. the best business advice you have ever been given? I would have to say, trust yourself. And it took me a really long time to get to that point where I trusted myself and I believed in myself and and really just 
went for it on my own, kind of always had that excuse and held myself back, but trust yourself, at least give yourself that opportunity to go for it at least one time. If it doesn't work out, you can always go back and get a job, but at least one time in your life, trust yourself and go for it. I love it. I love it. The world is still waiting on a better mousetrap. And if Always. you fill that mousetrap, the world will be the path to your door, no matter where your door is. And that's true today, as it was 18 months ago, 15 months ago, last week, today, this afternoon, it's all still true. Building a better mousetrap and finding a better customer, hopefully selling it to an institution. That's right. Find a customer with Get, some Getting money. a contract, getting a contract <laughs> to supply a bunch of mousetraps. We want contracts. We don't want to sell one. We want to sell a bunch of them. No, that's right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Kathy, what's your favorite business app? I would say right now is it has to be Calendly. I live and die by my calendar and uh just being and I have I'm the one that person with two phones, which I hate. And just being able to do that and, and have Zooms and stuff when I'm in my car, or when I'm traveling or on the go. Just my calendar is everything. So it's the lifeblood of my organization, Calendly, right now. I believe that. All right. What is your favorite old school marketing tip? Favorite old school marketing tip? Um, I, I'm old school in that uh, when I started my career, uh, we all got uh, Franklin Covey planners. That was kind of our, uh, I started my career in marketing. We all got planners. And that was, you took your planner with you every meeting, everywhere you went, you got called into the director's office, you had your planner to write down notes. So my my old school tip is bringing, be prepared, write down your notes. And so when I when I had my assistants and my team, when they came to my to my office, where's your notepad? You need to know, you have to bring in some notes. You have to, I, well, do I need anything? Always be prepared just in case I say something. And you you won't be asking me, oh, I don't remember what you said. Always have your notes. So writing down those notes, always have my notepad. That's my tip. Kathy, what's your favorite business book? Well, I don't know about my favorite, but I, we get a lot of books and um, I barely have time to read. But the one that I'm reading right now that I'm really into is uh, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And um, just just thinking, uh, so using this in my coaching, and this is one of the things that a lot of businesses ask about is their people. Their biggest issue is their people and how to get them on board and, and all of that. And they're trying to figure out how to create something or say something that resonates with them. And so we talk about this book a lot. I like it. I like it. That's a great book by Simon Sinek. And of course, my favorite book is Disrupt You by Jay Samet. It's one of my favorite books. I read it a year and a half ago and I bought about, uh, like probably 50 copies and giving them to people because I what he believes is that if you want to disrupt the world, start by disrupting yourself. All right, listen, this has been awesome. Thank you so much to my guests. Thank you all for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. If you want to know more about how to start and grow your small business, head over to Small Biz Lady University and sign up for my course, How to Sell and Market Online to get your business going in the right direction. Thank you all for being here with me tonight. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, your host. Till next time, remember this, you never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. 
Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.